I'm a little late on the podcast today. <laughs> I was traveling and I didn't have an opportunity to get up as early as I wanted to to come to you this morning, but I thought I'd do one nonetheless and just share how amazing the Holy Spirit can be if we actually open our hearts to allow the Spirit that comes forth from the Father and Jesus into us through baptism and is supposedly lit on fire if we're confirmed in the Catholic Church, but so many of us stifle the Spirit within us. We drown it out with alcohol and drugs. We drown it out with music, our phones, any kind of entertainment. We drown it out without knowing and feeling what it really is. And we call it something different. Intuition, a gut feeling, a sixth sense, right? I don't see dead people. I don't know about you. I don't have that thing going on like that movie, but, but that's really what it is. If we realized and we took time to learn how to discern the spirits within us, we would know clearly who is moving our hearts, who is speaking. Because there's only three. It's us, God, or Satan. And Satan is pretty clever. For example, if you are still in mortal sin, that quote-unquote peace of God feeling when you're about ready to commit that mortal sin is actually going to be Satan. So don't be fooled by thinking that the peace that you get when you're thinking about doing something or you're ready to, to go forward with an action is truly God. And it's amazing because when we're in that sinful state, how we can be so duped. Hello, I spent 42 years of my life, probably 45 maybe. I mean, when you really think about it, as I was chugging along on my journey, learning about what God wants from us, learning about the Catholic teachings and all of that, I was still fighting mortal sin and I was believing that Satan's peace, oh, I'll just do it. It'll make me feel better. I can go to confession. Like, that's not God. But at that time, I, I wasn't smart enough. Why? Because I didn't have God's wisdom. Why? Because I wasn't praying. Why? Because I didn't give him my time. Why? Because I chose not to love him. I wanted to. I did. I knew God. I had an encounter with him. I loved him, but I wasn't there to stop the outside world. Meaning on my journey, I didn't realize that I need that meditation time, that mental prayer. And I come on this podcast today, fresh off of a retreat, 
Servite High School Women's Day Reflection. Holy cow. You know when it is blessed by God, when the fruits are showing up right there, right there. It's not even afterwards or later. Women coming up to me crying, sharing their hearts. Now, this is what it's all about. And that is why I do what I do. That is why I share all of the amazing things that God has done in my life because we all need to hear it. We're all struggling with things in our lives. And the answer is always the same. It's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, the beautiful Holy Trinity working in our lives. But too often we don't (laughs) recognize when God is showing himself to us in our mind, body, soul, and spirit, and also outside of us, right? In nature and in people and what they say. I'm telling you, God was speaking through me in ways that touched people's hearts at these two retreats. I I went to a a retreat, sorry, one retreat and another parish mission. And I think that's what it's all about is stopping for a moment and connecting. So a woman shared on Facebook how she was so busy. She doesn't have a day from 9 to 3.30 to check out and go be with a bunch of women who are trying to build their spiritual lives, right? They're, they're actually all mothers of Catholic boys that are at this school. But she went anyway. And she said it was the most needed thing. And then proceeded to make this beautiful comment about me and my testimony and my witness of all that God's done in my life and just thanked me for being so real. If I hear that once, I hear it a million gazillion times, which is awesome because that was why I think God asked me to get out there. And why he asked me (laughs) to be so vulnerable, which in turn, I had to look at him honestly, square in the face, kind of through the Eucharist in adoration. And I said, well, you're going to have to help me do that. I do believe he gave me the beautiful charism and gift of evangelization. I do believe I have a storytelling kind of bone in my body, (laughs) if you will, a little bit of an entertainer at the same time. This is who I've been my whole life. I've been the class clown. I've been the one that always makes fun, right? I'm the quote unquote life of the party, not just because I drank and smoked and got wasted, but because I was kind of like a fun storytelling kind of jokester, even though some of my jokes were really raunchy. And I believe that that is why God said, I need you out there so that you can speak the way that you do. 
all my life, I'm not kidding, like this goes back to when this phrase probably created itself or, or was developed, but people used to say to me, oh, TMI, Kendra, <laughs> you know, too much information. But of course they loved it because I went there where most people wouldn't. And all I remember when I was on my journey seeking people in the Catholic faith and trying to find someone that I could relate to, I, it was hard. It was hard. Sure, I found a few, no question. But I also felt like I had some things to share and ways to glorify God that might be a little bit different, might hit people, you know, square in the eyes or really, quite frankly, square in the heart. Because I don't just share my story. I mean, I make fun of it and I joke about it. And a lot of it's quite funny. God is a funny, funny God. <laughs> he, he does a lot of funny things in my life. And it's awesome to be able to share it. But I'm also super emotional about it too. Because there are times where I begin to share with a room full of people. And I look and I'm like, oh my goodness. 70% of this audience is bawling right now. <laughs> and it's incredible because guess what? That is the Holy Spirit touching, touching their hearts through my heart. It's amazing. It was funny after uh, the retreat, the first part was over. I was talking to a bunch of the committee ladies. <laughs> they were like, Oh boy, there better be Kleenex in those bags because everyone started looking and reaching for them as I was sharing, you know, my confession story. Because it is emotional. It's amazing when God touches your heart to tears. So if any of you find your heart being touched, that is God. moving you. And we should pay attention to that. We should actually stop and reflect on that. There's a message here. Stop the noise. Stop doing things. We are human beings. We need to be with God in quiet talking to him, listening to him. Hopefully people are going to then go to the next stage and start meditating on the word of God. The more the word read, the more you read the Bible, the more the Bible reads you. At my event after the retreat at the parish mission, a man asked me, are you now reading the Bible? Are you in the Bible? Because at that time I was kind of sharing my initial journey. I didn't have as long of a time to, to share. And I said, Oh, in the beginning, no, I mean, I didn't really understand anything about the Bible. I was attending mass. I was listening. Every reading first reading was completely <sighs> over my head. I had no idea. 
At that time, I didn't even know that the Old Testament was before Jesus came. The New Testament was after. I didn't have any clue about, you know, the typography that, you know, basically is the prophesying of the Old Testament coming to reality in the New Testament. It's just insane how I had no idea, but now the, the Bible is so beautiful. And reading the daily readings every day, I get a pretty clear message, as you know, because I come and share those with you. And I just want to say, I want to thank everyone for walking together. And I want to thank everyone who reaches out to me and shares how what I said, or maybe it was a YouTube video, and how it has impacted you. Because it's really cool to hear. And it really makes me, okay, come back and come out more. I wasn't going to do the podcast today. I told you on Wednesday. I most likely wasn't going to be getting up at 4 a.m. to do it before I got on my plane. But here I am. Because I was, I'm so filled with the Spirit and all of these people that I met I know are going to take that next step. So I'm here to encourage that next step. Do not, do not let that fire go out. When we're inspired, when we feel the spirit within us, we've got to con- like kindle it, enkindle it with more little wood. Don't put a big old log on there. You know, I mean, I, I'm like this. I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> I come out of something like this and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to do something big. And I had a donation from a couple and I was floored by their donation. And I told them that I was going to take every penny and put it into my spiritual development And then I started going nuts in my head, like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I can't wait to start. But that's unfortunately sometimes where we can snuff out the fire with that big old log. Because we try to put too much on our plates because we are so on fire to be more on fire. And we want to know God more. And so we're on this awesome charter for holiness, right? And sometimes we probably charter the wrong seas and we make it really rough and tough. If you remember, I reflected on my Lent back in 2020. I had 15 things on my list and I was pretty gung-ho about them. I was really looking forward to Lent, but I knew based on my list, I was probably going to be in prayer for like two hours a day. Now, while I can do that, I'm not sure if I had the same intention as I encouraged all of you to do this year, which was how do these things get you closer to God? And how do they make you more loving in your vocation? So, if 
you are feeling the Holy Spirit, regardless of whether you went to this retreat, maybe it's Lent and things are happening and you're diving in. This is a beautiful season. There's a reason we can pray and fast and pay attention to God more during this time because it's actually written and carved out and people around us in our communities are doing the same thing. But because we have fasting and penance, we are able to receive the spirit more because we're honestly, it ties back to sacrificial love. We are making sacrifices and little sufferings for our love of God. And if we are making these little sacrifices and sufferings just because we're supposed to, or because it's Friday and we're not supposed to have meat, and yet we're kind of hating it, we really wish we did have meat, then it's like penance for penance sake. It's, I have, I've had it, <laughs> I think I heard someone, I don't know who said it, but it's like Lent when you don't have the sacrificial love for Jesus behind your actions is actually like a diet then. And a lot, <laughs> and I, I'm laughing because this non-practicing Catholic for my entire life always did something for Lent, right? I always tried to give something up. It didn't last very long. But that's the fruit, right? I didn't go into it with a loving heart. I went into it actually to lose weight. There's no question that I always chose things for Lent that resulted in me dropping a few pounds. And that's not the intent. Okay, so all for the love of God. So if you are just listening to this and you're like, yes, I want to love God more. How do I do that? You've come to the right place. Because we talk about practical ways to do this. What does that even mean? Love God more. We want God to come into our hearts. So the one thing we have to do is ask him in. You heard the phrase, he's a gentleman. He's not going to bust into our lives. But... You have to ask him in every day, every day. I shared with that man who challenged me on my Bible knowledge and stuff. He's like, well, what's the best verse that's come up to you? I said, well, you know what? When I first started reading, when Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and follow me, this was when I was trying to get a prayer practice in my life. I was trying mental prayer every day. But one day I'd do it, the next day I wouldn't. The next day I might do it halfway, but really distracted. So then I got discouraged, and then I'd have two days that I didn't do it, and I'd jump back in again. And lo and behold, the Spirit made the word daily almost dance on my screen. I, I read the daily readings on my phone, and it slapped me in the face. Every single day. That is how you love God more. You start your day with him. You give him your first fruits. You don't wait till you have time later. You don't wait until evening 
Sorry for those of you who are night people. We want the first thing that we do to be with God. If that means you get up 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes earlier, do it. It's actually beautiful. If you can get up before your house goes mad, the chaos and the noise and the work and all the things that you may have on your plate, think about how much better it is when you start with God and you say, Lord, I want you in my life. I want to love you more. I want to see you more. Please show yourself to me today. But we have to also participate in this by paying attention. Purposefully living. Pay attention and continue all day to ask him in to your tasks. We talk about it all the time especially the things you don't want to do. Because when you bring him in, everything is better. What we want is to put Jesus's heart in place of ours. We want to put Jesus's eyes in place of ours, Jesus's mouth and tongue in place of our own and his thoughts as well. And there's no better way to do it than to ask over and over and over and over again. Guess what? He delights in that. He loves that. So please remember, we must always, always ask him in every single day. And kindle that fire. Throw on those little twigs all day long. And when you do see him, Lord, is that you? If that's you, I want more. If it's not you, I don't want any of it. Please take it all away. That was advice from my spiritual director because I wasn't sure, was this God? Because at this part... (laughs) Most people at the the Servite Retreat and all these other things haven't heard this part of my supernatural journey, but now I have this whoosh that I receive from the Lord that is something that my whole entire body cannot create. I've tried. And I talk to God and I ask him questions. And when the answer is yes, he whooshes me. And this whoosh is like, It's like a stomach drop and an electrical thing, but it's not an electrical thing. It's, it's a, I don't know. I wish I could explain it. I sound like an idiot. I sound like an idiot. But when it first happened, I mean, I was like, Lord, what's happening? What is happening? And I, of course, had to go to my spiritual director and really discern. And you can do that too. Lord, if this is you, I want more. And guess what? I got the whoosh. I got another whoosh. And I was like, Lord, if this is not you, I don't want any more. And I will tell you, there was a time when I was getting that whoosh from both. That was before my deliverance. That is why discernment of spirits is so important. Because we can be so duped. 
But if we ask God with no doubt, he will give us that wisdom. Remember, go read the first chapter of James. But the minute that you pray for something and you don't doubt, he's not going to give it to you. God wants to give you his wisdom. Why wouldn't he? But too many of us think we're so unworthy. Why in the world would he talk to me in a supernatural way? I'm just me. I remember when I was <laughs> on the journey and I did a podcast not too long ago where I just pretty much told God, hey, you know what? I'm just not cut out to be holy. This ain't my gig, man. Go work on somebody else. I'm good with where I'm at. Thank God he didn't actually listen. And I really never gave up. What I did realize was that I needed, I needed him in my life to make all these changes. Okay, this is supposed to be 10 minutes again for all of you new people that might be listening from, <laughs> from the retreat and the, and the uh, mission. I do talk a little bit longer sometimes, but it's only when I get on a roll and I just let the spirit take me because I feel so blessed. I know that the spirit was in these two events and I know that as all of you keep walking down this path, if you continue every day to bring him in, to ask him in, to surrender yourself to him, beg him to have you love him more, the graces are going to flow and it will be insane. Insane. You will have one of the best Lenten seasons ever. I wish people would actually do that instead of giving up something. <laughs> Unless, of course, that thing that you're giving up is actually causing a problem in your life. And I truly believe that's the way to go. Oh, my goodness, Lord, thank you so much for giving me the courage and the strength, honestly, to be as open as I am, without worrying about what people think of me, without being concerned about the world's judgment and reminding me always that I am here to live for an audience of one and that the truth that I speak about you in my life and about all that you've promised us is all that matters as long as I do it with love. Wow. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to let you go. Go have a beautiful Good Friday. If you're praying the rosary, which I really hope you are, try to pray all of the sorrow from sorrow. That's a hard word for me, sorrowful mysteries every day, because I'm pretty sure your love for Jesus will grow as you picture him through his passion, through him in the garden of Gethsemane, bleeding out because he's so upset, not just for what's going to happen and the pain, but he is so Sad for all of the souls he's losing. 
The road is narrow and hard for those who are following him. And the, the highway to hell is like vast and the Autobahn, no speed limit, and everyone's got a nice fancy car on it. <laughs> and they're picking up all their friends on the way. Don't worry. Nice fancy car, having money doesn't mean you go to hell, right? How do you use it? That's the difference. Okay, now I'm getting on another topic. <laughs> Last, sometime this year, sometime this year, sometime this Lenten season, maybe even once a week, watch the Passion of the Christ. You want to love Jesus more? There's no better way. You want to really feel evil? You want to see Satan's tactics? I'm going to share one more thing. Boy, this is going to be a half hour podcast. Sorry, kids. <laughs> so I watched The Passion of the Christ before my reversion. I don't know why I watched it. I was all by myself. I didn't even know it was in subtitles. I would never in my wildest dreams <laughs> at that part of my life seek out something that had subtitles in it. I do not know why I watched it. I was bawling. Bawling. And then maybe a decade, I only watched it once. It had such an impact on me because when I watched it the second time and I was on my journey... I remembered the face of every single demon-like character. Satan himself, when the worm crawled out of his nose. Those two little evil kids when they came up to Judas at the end. I mean, just that little baby thing that was, oh, just all of it. it I remember every single Scene. I remember the scourging and how I watched the whole thing with my hand over my mouth. And guess what? Back when I first saw it, I still didn't know why Jesus died for us. <laughs> That's so sad. But it impacted me. And when I watched it again on my journey, I was amazed that I had the whole thing like burned in my memory. When Mary puts her head on the, on the tile and her son's right underneath him getting tortured. Oh my gosh, just powerful. That is sacrificial love. So let's go be that love for him. Because of him, through him, and then allow him to be that love through us, to us, and for those in our lives and those who we encounter. I love you all. Have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to coming to you on Monday. I'm diving into some new things. 
And I can't wait to share with you where the journey is going. I love you all. Find something more with God. Have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.